Thanks, Rusty, for doing your Davy Carter imitation today. Davy is ill at home this week with a uh, bad sinus infection, and so uh, appreciate Rusty stepping in, and hopefully Davy will be over that very, very quickly. Uh, media is everywhere. Media is everywhere. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? And that is a trick question. <laughs> we want to immediately jump and say, oh, it's a bad thing. But really, the answer is, it's neither good nor bad. And it's also both good and bad. For example, through the, the wonderful technological advance of media called Facebook, <clears throat> uh, I know that today is uh, Lee Mink's birthday. And of course, Camille, we we're concerned for her as she is recovering from surgery on Friday. And also, it's Noreen Ingram's birthday. And so uh, that, that's a great thing. And I know a few birthdays that were yesterday and this week and coming up tomorrow and this week, coming week. So that's a, that's a really cool, uh, cool thing. And so happy birthday to all of the recent and upcoming birthdays. And then through the wonderful technological advances and media that we have, we were able to have that amazing a cappella concert a while back. Did you notice the picture of the group that was kind of here on stage and yet they were looking this way? Do you get how that was taken? Yes, there was someone in the baptistry. Yes, he, and he was taking the picture and the group was right here and the room was full and it's just a great, great shot. And so as Eric shared, thanks to everyone who made that happen. And again, one of the reasons that we can do that is because of all the technological advances that we have, including media. Media is everywhere. If culture could be described as a body, media would be its heartbeat. Sarah Barrett writes that comment, if culture could be described as a body, media would be its heartbeat. And I think there's a lot of truth in that statement. I have to confess, when I first uh, saw this topic in this series of lessons that we have uh, from Barrett's wonderful book, Stand Up, Stand Strong, I thought it was talking about the media. But it's talking about media. Now, you know the difference, right? We talked about that a little bit in our Bible class earlier. The media are really those who control media. I think that's probably a really good definition of that. The media, we might be thinking specifically of the news media, for example. And so I was all set to preach on that one, boy. <laughs> and I'll make a few comments, but that's really not... The topic, the topic is media overall. Um, I believe that the media have found their power. They have discovered how much authority they can wield by controlling what we see and how they frame it. There are some stories that we never hear about and some stories that we do and they're framed a certain way because of a certain agenda that the group that is the media that is trying to promote seeks to promote using what they report and how they frame it. And that's true on all sides. And so I think uh, what has happened as a result of that is we've learned not to trust completely the media. I mean, the days of Walter Cronkite being like your uh, grandfather that you see every evening at 5.30 are gone. 
they're just, they're, they're just gone. And I don't think that's completely unhealthy. I think it's good for us. Remember the Bereans, they were no, more noble than the Thessalonians because they searched the scriptures and studied the scriptures every day to see if what Paul, the apostle, was saying was true. <laughs> so it's okay for you to check up on Bill. It's okay for you to check up on what you hear in the news, read uh, on your uh, favorite social media or internet site and all the others. I think one of the results of, of that abuse, of that uh, wonderful opportunity that people in the media have, is this great distrust among the people for what they're reading, what they're hearing, what they're seeing. According to a Gallup poll conducted this past September, only 34% of Americans have either a great deal or a fair amount of trust and confidence in the media. When people were asked, how much do you trust the media? Do you have confidence in the media? Only a total of 34% said they either had a great deal of trust or a fair amount of trust. 66% say they have not very much or none at all. When it comes to trust and confidence in the media... Notably, this is the first time that the percentage of Americans with no trust at all, 38% as you see there, is higher than the percentage with a great deal or a fair amount combined, 34%. So the bad news is the media has started to abuse their authority and their privilege and their responsibility by touting their own agenda. The good news is nobody believes them anymore. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good way of saying that or not, or if that's a good thing or not, but that seems to be where we are. Another poll published just last month goes even further. The survey released in February of this year by Gallup and the Knight Foundation um, says, goes beyond other polls and surveys that have shown a low level of trust in the media, as we just saw, to the startling point where many believe there is an intent to deceive. So it's not just that they have an agenda that they're trying to promote. There's a majority of people in this country that believe that they're actually purposefully and deliberately seeking to deceive, to promote that agenda. And that's a place where we haven't seen people go before. Um, when asked if they agree with the statement national news organizations do not intend to mislead, do not intend to mislead, 50% said they disagreed with that statement. Only 25% agreed. Only 23% of respondents believed the journalists were acting in the public's best interest. And that's amazing. So no one's going to argue the fact that the media should be read or watched or heard with our eyes open with a healthy dose of suspicion and caution and check, checking them out. But let's focus today not on the media, but on media itself, which comes in more forms today than ever. Media is everywhere. Think for just a moment about the media and technology that you have used just this weekend. We talked about that in class and named several of them. And... The smartphone, this little device right here, has made it easier than ever and almost impossible 
to escape. Any form of mass communication can be considered media. While the technology has changed dramatically in recent years, it can, it can include printed material, radio, television, movies, as well as today's social media and the internet. Media is everywhere. And the danger and the opportunities of that is this. Media is the conveyor and creator of culture. Not just the conveyor. It's not just reporting what the culture values, what the current cultural ideas and norms are. It's actually seeking to mold them. And that's where it gets a little bit scary. Here's just some statistics about how much media is used. Every day, 350 million photos are uploaded to Facebook every day. Every day, 300 billion emails are sent. Every day, 3.5 billion Google searches are processed. Several of those are during my sermons, by the way. But this is the one that really struck me. 500 hours of video are uploaded to YouTube. How often? Every minute. Seriously? Every minute? Media is everywhere. Yes, it's entertainment and that can be innocent enough. However, to say that we're not influenced by the media we watch or listen to or read... Um, or post, um, that is to be naive. Media can be used for noble purposes, as has been said today already. But it can also be used by Satan to chip away at the values of Jesus Christ and the importance we place on his word and his will. This paragraph in Barrett's book, I think, is right on point. Consider how media pushes the LGBTQ plus agenda. We talked about that in an earlier message. To make homosexual, homosexual activity a culturally accepted norm. Have you ever watched a show with a character who is gay or lesbian? Or seen a commercial or YouTube ad with a gay or lesbian couple? The Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, the acronym GLAD has intentionally used media to highlight homosexual behavior, and they've done an excellent job. As the famous strategy paper, The Overhauling of Straight America, said, the first order of business is desensitization of the American public concerning gays and gay rights. The visual media, film, and television are plainly the most powerful image makers in Western civilization. So far, gay Hollywood has provided our best covert weapon in the battle to desensitize the mainstream. While this paper was written in the 1980s, those things were said. They were right in saying their ideas were just the beginning of a major publicity blitz by gay America... To the point that children's shows are now taking up the agenda and using their platform to educate kids on transgenderism and homosexuality. The more we let our guard down in our media choices, the more we're desensitized. Our emotions are engaged and our opinions are shaped. In a phrase, it's cultural 
brainwashing. Cultural brainwashing is exactly right. They have discovered that they can, maybe they can't change things today. Maybe they can't change things this week, but they can move a little bit at a time. That frog in the kettle thing, you know? Drop a frog in a pot of boiling water and he's going to jump right out. But just change the temperature gradually, little by little. And that's what we have seen in our country. And unfortunately, that's what we have seen to some extent in us, in the church. We see it in the homosexual agenda along with those pushing for an acceptance of abortion, the transgender agenda, the sexualization of our children and more, cultural brainwashing. And yet in the midst of our world today, not that different from the decadence and selfishness of the first century that the New Testament was written in. We hear this call in Scripture to Christians to be transformed rather than conformed. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then Romans 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I always love the Phillips translation of that second verse. Don't let the world squeeze you into its own mold. And that's what I fear is happening. That's what is happening. And again, I'm concerned about our country, I'm concerned about our world, I'm concerned about all of that, but I can tell you, my primary concern is us and the cultural brainwashing that we are getting that takes us away from this book in order to be more accepted in our culture because we are the recipients of an onslaught attack, little by little, Sometimes very overtly, most of the time very subtly. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Can we honestly say that? Or have we accepted the onslaught and the cultural brainwashing to such an extent that in spite of everything around us, we can feel quite at home? Quite at home. How do we not let the world squeeze us into its mold? How do we keep that from happening? How can we be transformed by the renewing of our minds rather than conformed to the pattern of this world? We're going to point out two main areas. One is what we use media for, the content, and the second one is how often and how important is media to us today? And so first of all, consider your media choices. Consider your media choices. This is the content. You know how to, uh, uh, how to be able to get a good gauge of your values, 
Uh, as far as money are concerned, well, check, look at your check register or look at your online check register. And so we get that. You know how to get a, <clears throat> how to get a good gauge on what you value based on where you spend your time? Take a look at your calendar. Take a look at the uh, time that you spend one way or another. And just as those are true, what would someone determine about your values if they were to look at a report of the music you listen to, the shows you watch on television or online, the video games you play, the internet and social media articles and accounts you follow, watch, listen to, and read? Do you really believe those things don't influence you? Scripture says, For what, right, what do righteousness and wickedness have in common, or what fellowship can light have with the darkness? Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, come not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But what we're seeing in our culture today is that the disobedient are not doing those things in, in secret. They're doing them in public. They're doing them in mass public, mass media, as a matter of fact. Someone has likened it to an IV drip gradually pumping a foreign substance into your system. Once it gets into your system, your whole body will definitely be affected. It can't not affect us, can it? So how do we discern whether our media choices are good or bad? Here are a few obvious questions to ask yourself. Number one, does it glorify and promote evil and sin? And his wonderful thoughts that he led us in around the table, Peter Neal brought us to Matthew chapter 6 and to Matthew chapter 5. And that call of Jesus in the Beatitudes to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Ask yourself what you're watching or reading or clicking on. Does it promote evil and sin? And sometimes this is more apparent than at other times. Sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes not so much. For example, the TV show Yellowstone uses the F word. Do you want to guess how many times average per episode? Any guesses? 40 to 50 times per episode. Which is kind of interesting because the, the series, each individual show, is about 40 to 50 minutes long on average. So every minute you're hearing the F word. How can that not have an effect on us? How can we hear that constantly and not begin to be desensitized to where I'm not as sensitive to that anymore? That doesn't bother me as much anymore. And we say, oh, well, it's everywhere, Bill, and I get that. And you can't completely erase yourself from it without completely erasing yourself from society and I get that too and that's why this is so hard but it's a decision we must make filter options such as vidangel.com are available 
to help bring a, uh, some of those, to cut some of those off. <clears throat> Number two, what worldview does this communicate? Does this show or game promote the values Jesus calls us to have? And again, this one's more, more subtle. As you know, I enjoy watching an occasional Hallmark television show, although not as much anymore, because they have decided that they're going to promote the gay and lesbian agenda. And so you see it in a lot of their newer shows, so much so that some of them, some of their actors have gone uh, to Great American Family and started a different network of shows, which is kind of interesting. But again, you, you see it even in commercials. And there's that desire to socially uh, accept, be socially acceptable. And again, we can't get away from it, but how, because we're never going to find a show that we agree with 100% of the time. I get that. I get that. The question is, is this good for me, really, spiritually, or not? And a lot of it, again, is neither good nor bad. Joyce and I enjoy doing the games on our, on our phones, she does those mind-bender uh, games that help you increase brain activity. I play hearts. <clears throat> hearts is no fun unless you try to run hearts. Spades are no fun unless somebody's going yellow. That's just my thinking about it. I'm sure it's in the Bible somewhere. Well, what you do with it, again, is one thing. And, and it, it's wonderful to have provided it's not controlling our lives, and we'll get to that in a moment. Might be the right thing to stop watching, stop reading, and stop listening if it's having that effect on us. Number three, how is it influencing me? Does it help me be more like Christ or less? Does it help my language be better and my attitude be better or worse? Does it cause me to accept things that do not glorify and honor God? Does it help me to be transformed by the renewing of my mind or conform to the pattern of this world? Ultimately, for most of us, I think we know if it's right or wrong. We just have rationalized it in our mind that it's okay. Consider your media choices, the content. And then secondly today, consider your media usage. This is how much you use it. And I was convicted of this on Friday. <laughs> Had an accidental sermon illustration. Friday morning I came to the building, got here about 8.20, and I discovered that I didn't have my cell phone with me. And then I had to think, okay, do I need it today? Well, yeah. Do I need it enough to go get it? Well, and so I'm having this battle in my mind, and I'm rationalizing it, and I'm saying, well, somebody's in surgery, and somebody else may get home from the hospital or not, and, and, uh, but I'm only going to be here till noon. And so, well, I went and got it. Couldn't take that four, three and a half hours, however long that was, without it. I probably could have. Probably would have been just fine. I... I think we lasted a long time without them. Surely I could have lasted three or four hours. But I went home and got it and got back anyway. Consider your media usage. Media can be a great servant, but it's a horrible master. And that's true of most everything that is of this world. 
One of the biggest threats with video games, social media, smartphones, and other media is not just what you're seeing and hearing, but how important it becomes to your daily routine. They can become an obsession to the point of being an addiction. We can't turn it off. Moderation is thrown out the window and rationalized by saying it's just a hobby or enjoyable entertainment. You know, on your cell phone, you can go to that place of, called settings, and you can scroll down, and it will tell you how much usage you have had. I want you to know that mine just says nine minutes. Obviously, it rolled over this morning. <laughs> Check that every so often. See what it says to you. Has this hobby become an idol that now consumes you? Is it damaging your relationship with others or with God? Is it innocent fun or has it become a way to distract you from doing the things that are important? 1 Corinthians 6 says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. And so during our shepherd's prayer, David asked us, asked the Father, don't let us be enslaved by the media's power. What a great prayer. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Scripture says, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. We do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I don't run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a, body, a blow to my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to myself, I, my, to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And so the question to ask yourself today is, who's the master and who's the servant? Who's in control and who's not? Maybe it's a time for a little short fast from that favorite media, that favorite game, that favorite social media. Media, like all other things of this world, can make a great servant, but it's a horrible master. Don't let it become your master. Don't give it control of your life. Don't let it determine your values. And so a few tips before we close. Number one, set boundaries. Set boundaries. I, Joyce and I were so proud of our kids. We wondered where in the world it came from. Certainly not from their parents, but as their kids got, their kids, our grandkids got older and they began to use some certain media, whether it's a cell phone or a tablet or whatever, they would time them. They would literally set the timer on their cell phone and it would go off when it was time to give it up. <laughs> Amazing. Wonderful. Set boundaries. Maybe those boundaries need to be for yourself. Number two, have accountability. Hear this clearly. Your spouse or your uh, parents, if you have children at home, should have all passwords and full access to whatever device you have. They should be able to pick that up and log in and log on and see everything in your history. That's called accountability. That's not a sign that they don't trust you. That's a sign that acknowledges the power of Satan. Number three, invest in real relationships. You know, I think with social media, we can feel like they're not just our Facebook friends. They're our best friends. As if they come over to our house every Friday night. What about real relationships? Invest in real relationships. And then number four, plan non-screen activities. 
Go outside. Take a walk. Learn a new skill. Serve someone. Volunteer at Caring Kitchen on Monday night. Help distribute groceries on Wednesday evening or or food and clothing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings. Talk to Tucker about hosting a devotional for the kids at your house. Write out encouragement cards or other cards. Plan non-screen activities. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Even though media tries its hardest to do just that. Instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And glorify God in my life, in my song, in God's church, and yes, even in my use of media. This morning, if we can help you do that, come as we stand and sing this great prayer.